save big on the biggest brand tires. Where else? Your participating Big O Tires. Now through September 22nd, get up to $70 off select sets of Michelin and BF Goodrich brand tires. Plus, get up to an additional $120 of mail-in rebates on qualifying purchases using your Big O Tires credit card. Only at Big O Tires, the team you trust. Not valid with other offers. Disposal fees extra. Up to 10% shop fee based on non-discounted retail price. Not to exceed $35 per permitted. For the store nearest you, go to BigOtires.com. It's Thursday, September 12th, so that means Sports BKC is a Facebook Live from our sponsor, Big O Tires, this one in the Northland. Sam Mellinger, Vahe Gregorian, and Sam McDowell join me, Blair Kirkhoff, to answer the question, how will the Chiefs make do Sunday in Oakland without Tyreek Hill and with Patrick Mahomes at perhaps less than 100% on a sprained left ankle? Uh, we think they'll do fine. And stick around for our When the Rubber Meets the Road picks, our choices to stand out in Oakland, plus our predictions. Thanks to Leah Becerra and Kathy Liu for putting together today's episode, and to Shelly Yang, who remembered how to shoot a Facebook Live just in time. Links to our Chiefs coverage can be found in the show notes and the Red Zone Extra app. Catch us on Kansas City Star's YouTube channel. Remember, we're not the Roger Miller song. Rate and review Sports Beat KC on Apple Podcasts and say nice things. It helps. Okay. So Shelly's pointing at us. So that means we're either live on Facebook at Big O Tires in Kansas City, Missouri, 700 Northwest Englewood Road, or she's accusing us of something. And both can be true. Uh, this is Facebook Live. We're here to talk Chiefs. And let's take roll. Vahe. Vahe Gregorian, Kansas City Star. Here. Sam is here, Sam Mellinger. And back for his uh, second appearance on Facebook Live is Sam McDowell. Sam, good to have you back at, uh, on Facebook Live. So we're, we're here to talk Chiefs. Should we introduce the fifth? The fifth, fifth, the fifth, fifth the, well. the fifth beetle. Yeah. <laughs> I could, thought you want to plead the fifth. <laughs> we should have. We should have. So, uh, we're here to talk Chiefs, and we're looking forward to Sunday's game at Oakland, and we'll look back at the opening game victory against the Raiders or against the Jaguars in that sweltering heat in in Jacksonville. Uh, guys, what, one thought that, that occurred to me in, um, in the aftermath of the Jacksonville game was a year ago, the Chiefs had to play um, many games without their entire complement on defense, right? Yeah. Eric Berry for three quarters of the, of the season. Uh, Justin Houston missed a handful of games. So their two top defensive guys missed a lot of games between them an entire season, right? The offense never had to deal with that a year ago, right? Um, it, 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 unless Kareem Hunt went out with the suspension at the end of the year, they plugged in Damian Williams. And Laurent, but not a Duvernay, yeah. But not, not star power. Uh, right. Affecting the game plan, I, I think, the, defensively. Yeah. And the Chiefs may, are faced with that now, right? With the absence of Tyreek Hill, with Patrick Mahomes, with the ankle who every time he talks and every time he – you know, uh, speaks to the media or, or uh, in, in public appearances. He says it's fine, it's getting better. But, you know, he, he didn't have a, a physical issue a year ago. In fact, he broke his wrist in college when he was at Texas Tech, and he had surgery on it, uh, missed some time. But as a chief, hasn't missed any time. He's not going to miss this game, but he is not 
100%. You know, I, I think we can establish that he's not 100%. So. And, and certainly he's not going to say I'm not 100%, which is part of the, the sort of process here, right? But both being the tough guy, but also um, this is the NFL after all, and, and uh, state secrets are what they are. Right. So is this team equipped to withstand a loss of Tyreek Hill and maybe a Patrick Mahomes at, at not 100%? I, I, my thought, quick thought, is just we saw that in the immediate moment, right, in Jacksonville. No Tyreek and Patrick, not not fully himself. 30 points with that. Maybe maybe you take one field goal off because they were already on the drive. But um, so I guess the question would be, is Patrick going to be any worse off physically than he was Sunday? Right, and we, and we really, last Sunday. And we won't know that really, right, Sam, until... Yeah, uh, I mean, he, he had tape on his ankle yesterday at practice. So, I mean, he's going to be going through some things. You know, he mentioned that the ankle was more sore Monday than it was Sunday during the game, which I think is to be expected, right? I mean, but he did say it's sort of the run-of-the-mill ankle injury. I, I think the, the phrase that he uses, if you play sports, you know what I'm feeling right now. So the question is... Like you said, is it going to limit him? And it did on Sunday because he, he said he couldn't scramble a couple times that he would have had he been healthy to extend plays. And let's face it, that's one of his biggest strengths. Yeah. I, heard, um, I heard this comparison earlier this week. I thought it was kind of interesting that um, in the first half, he was Patrick Mahomes, you know, and it, as good as he's ever been. 211 passing yards in the first quarter, 313 by halftime. Then he gets hurt. And in the second half, he has to become Alex Smith. Totally. Game manager. Yes, yes. When I, I didn't think about that in real time, but like rewatching the game, it was like that. That's I've seen that offense. <laughs> you know, I've, I've seen that. Um, and I thought, though, in some ways, it was as impressive as the offense has been in the last two years with, you know, in the in the Pat era or whatever, because they had to do all this stuff like on the fly with no with no prep. You know, if whether whether Mahomes is sixty percent or ninety five percent or whatever on Sunday, the, they've got a better idea of of kind of how to deal with that. And without Tyreek, but they had to do all that on the fly. And like, I mean, it really was. They became the two thousand and seventeen Chiefs that's, who scored a lot of points. Right, right. It was you good know, offensive I think team. they were like second or third in the league in, in points that year. Um, but I, I just I think that what it showed, and I think we've known this, but. It hasn't been displayed this sort of obviously that Patrick is good. He's great, normal, at, at full strength. But he can also be great as a game manager. He can also be great, you know, just with the dump-offs and all that stuff and, 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 and keeping everything moving. I, I thought it was tremendously impressive. Yeah, I mean, it, it, in the moment, we were. I, I just looked at the numbers and thought, wow, just a typical Patrick Mahomes, 375 and, yeah. and three touchdowns. And, of course, that's normal. Yeah, no, it's right. that's, that's what we've come to expect. But to have done more than half of that on on a bad ankle, basically immobile, yeah, that that takes it to a different level. And and one of the reasons he was able to have the success that he did, or the Chiefs continued to have offensive success in the second half, was Lashawn McCoy mm -hmm. is. I don't know, but he just got lost in Buffalo, right? I mean, he's a revelation to me. I didn't I didn't realize that he was he still had the quicks uh, that he had. And I got to think you wrote the. You had the great story, Sam, about 
you know, he's watching the first two series from the sideline, and he's just marveling at the offense. And then he gets in the game, and he had to think, man, I'm not in Buffalo anymore. <laughs> I think the speed of, of everything is what impressed him the most. But there was that 131-yard run he had in the second half where gaping hole next to Eric Fisher. But he still showed a burst in getting to that second level, I thought, potentially even getting past the guy that, that did catch him there. But... The snaps, I think, were 45 for Damian Williams, 20 for LaShawn McCoy. But McCoy didn't know the full playbook yet. I mean, they, they told him, you know, this section of it we'd really like to include you in, make sure you know this stuff. And you have to think that increases this week and potentially the snaps maybe level out a little bit more. Yeah, I was going to say, don't you think the ratio starts to change now? I mean, LaShawn McCoy is the better back on Sunday than Damian Williams was. And there could be other factors that go into that. Like, we, like I mentioned, there was a gaping hole on his 31-yard run that certainly improved the stats. Damian Williams was more involved in the pass game than LaShawn McCoy was. But you have to wonder if that's maybe because that was the section of the, of the playbook that he yeah. was absent on. Yeah, i I got to think that um, LaShawn McCoy, when Kareem Hunt went down last year, the Chiefs did a really nice job of Making sure Damian Williams was made him as effective as a you know player, the running back, and being in an Andy Reid offense. But I think Lashawn McCoy brings to the Chiefs some skills that Damian Williams doesn't have. And now, um, you know, you can you can maybe expand the playbook a little bit, or at least have different expectation for that position uh, with uh, with McCoy. And 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 you know, Damian Williams still does really nice things. He's good out of the backfield, runs great routes. But McCoy brings him something that I don't think Damian Williams or Darwin Thompson has, although we haven't seen much of Darwin Thompson. And, and I think we thought one of the maybe few things we sort of pegged about right going into that game was about the ratio of times LaShawn would be in to compare to Damian. But I had no idea he had that burst still. I mean, I just just had no idea. Um, I'll be surprised if, it, if he doesn't come to take, take more than more, more plays than Damian. I mean, I, I, maybe not yet. But I think that's going to be the ultimate uh, thing here. And, of course, we're based on one game. Good point, Sam, on that hole on that play. I mean, what, what does Damian Williams do on that play? I mean, maybe, maybe he gets 31 yards yeah. also. Maybe. Uh, maybe. The other wasn't a revelation, but, um, but for Sammy Watkins to have the game that he did, I, I think that would allay some fears that with Tyreek Hill out, they don't have the, a, a number one type of receiver. He was very much a number one receiver. <laughs> The best of Sammy Watkins, again, in Buffalo, didn't have a game quite like that. Common theme alert. Uh, but uh, uh, but on, on, uh, on, on Sunday in Jacksonville, Sammy Watkins was, uh, was fantastic. And we, we talked about this on, on Sunday night after the game, showed me speed that I guess I had not seen. I, he always had because you made sure that we knew his 40 time. Uh, <laughs> you, you were accurate, 4-4-3 as I recall. I think that's right. Uh, but uh, um, Watkins was, was fantastic. And, and again, Sam, you wrote about him after the game. Is, what, 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 was he surprised at his, at his performance? Yeah, um, you know, he mentioned that he knows the playbook a lot better in year two than he do, did in year one. So he, he doesn't have to do as much thinking mid-play on the field. but. Uh, I guess just to sort of add on to that, um, from a different perspective, is John Gruden talked to the Kansas City media yesterday, and he said on tape, Sammy Watkins burst on that first touchdown play is one of the two or three fastest bursts he's seen on tape in, a lot, in his two years since he came back to the Raiders. So 
that's not just a, a guy here in Kansas City blowing smoke. I mean, that, that's, that's another coach that, that's seeing something different out of Sammy Watkins, and he thought it was because Watkins looked healthier than he has. What was interesting? Oh, sorry, Blair. I was going to say uh, that there's a, there's a smoke blowing alert when you talk to NFL coaches. I mean, they, <laughs> they are effusive in praise. He but did say that he hasn't had any distractions all year, so if that sort of puts all of his comments in a, <laughs> so good. sort of that tunnel. What distractions? Yeah. <laughs> Locked in. Said the coach who uh, had uh, Antonio Brown for a month. What, just, I'm sorry, but just real quick about that. They had a starting offensive lineman suspended because he tried to cut his father's head off at the funeral, and nobody talks about that. <laughs> it just, it's just buried under like all this other stuff. It's just... God. Um, yeah, that Sorry, probably I just, should have been part of the intangibles. We're surprised in this game. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I got nothing really. But, Follow that up. But, but I do got, want to say, this is, and you included this in your story the other day, Sam, but I thought it was really interesting. Sammy Watkins just kind of dropped this into conversation. Where he, I think he was talking about the first touchdown, how I, his eyes met Patrick's eyes, and usually that doesn't mean he's, that means, that's a rare thing. Yeah. That he's going to get, he actually said somewhere it's, else. it's rare he actually looks to me. Yeah. Right. right. I, thought I, that think, was a, I think he was referring more to that play, that because he was the, Mahomes oh, said he was the, Mahomes okay. said he was the third or fourth option on that play. I mean, we okay. all saw the play develop that, and I actually even thought Tyreek Hill might have been a, a little bit open on that flat route he ran yeah. behind the backfield. And that was option number one. Option number two was Kelsey. He looked at Kelsey. He was covered. And so then he went to Watkins. And so I think he was referring to, I don't usually get looked at on that play. Okay, because it was funny the way he said it. I don't think it he was completed the, the sentence. It, yeah. um, the other quick thing about his speed on that play, you know, we're used to seeing Tyreek accelerate into a cut, right, or accelerate off a cut. That was what Sammy Watkins did in that, in that burst. And that was the, I didn't really know what his pure 40 was. You know, I thought it was a 4 4 one. Yeah, um, I think we, we, we all did. <laughs> common common <laughs> misconception. <laughs> but, but the cut itself, that, that part of it, um, and playing off the Demarcus Robinson block, I mean, that, that, that was really something. All right, so, you know, for, we've had, the Chiefs have had the luxury of having their top three, you know, pass-receiving weapons available to them in Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey. That will not be the case in, um, in, in Oakland, for, so for the first time. Uh, we'll have to see the Chiefs do without one of them. Uh, and is this team equipped to, to handle that? Because now who, who are we looking at as, as, as next man up? Is it uh, Demarcus Robinson? Do we expect him to have you know seven receptions, ten targets sort of thing? Or is it McCole Hardman, uh, DeAnthony Thomas? They're actually kind of short on wide receivers right now because the yeah. – um, you know, in, in terms of uh, Watkins, Robinson, Hardman, DeAnthony Thomas, and then we're talking about Tremont Smith, you know, moving over. So they're, you know, it's not like they've got a full set of triplets they can send back out if, you know, with starters out. So who, who steps up and are they equipped to, to handle the loss of Tyreek? I love the idea that Tremont Smith just is <laughs> wherever. They'll just, you know, like if LDT gets hurt, we're like, you know, we got Tremont here. He's a good athlete. Um, I just love this. Um, I think that there's, there's a really good case, and I might even make it, um, that Tyree Kill is the second most important guy on that team, um, just, you know, football. Um, but I also think that a lot of teams would love to play a game with Mahomes, Kelsey, Watkins, Robinson, Hardman. I mean, that, that's, still, yeah. that's still pretty good. Uh, 
I, I, I do think it changes things, right? Like, he's a unique talent, and not just that, but a unique fit for the quarterback. Um, it has to change things. Um, McCall Hardman played a lot, but Baldwin came his way once and he dropped it. Yeah. And um, you know that's got to be that's got to be a big difference. Sammy Watkins is going to get different coverage, um, you know, than he did in the first quarter against Jacksonville. Right, right. Um, but he still did pretty well after that. And and you know I think about um, the third touchdown, right, uh, where he he went in, and that was on Ramsey. Went in on Ramsey uh, near the goal line, kind of pushed off, and then, uh, you know, with not much space, you know, the throw was there and he made the catch. So I, I think they're equipped to do it. It's it's not the same as, as having Tyreek back there, but right, you know, absolutely. There's a lot of teams same. that are going to be <laughs> like, oh really? Like I feel so bad for the Chiefs. <laughs> right. Um, let's talk quickly about the offensive line because if Mahomes isn't, uh, if he's not 100, uh, percent I thought. I think officially had, Jacksonville was credited with four hits, and there were a couple of more hurries there. Um, he didn't get sacked officially. I can't remember. I don't think he got sacked, right? Well, the fumble. Um, did that count I, as a sack? He lost the fumble on the play. That was that weird play that with the 11 play penalties. That, that actually yeah. never happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't go on the right stats. Yeah. Right. The, the yeah. grounding, too. He should have had a sack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or that wouldn't have counted because there was a defensive holding down the field. But I thought he got hit more than four times. I thought so, yeah, too. Yeah, that surprises me. I thought seven, eight. Yeah. And he got hit hard a few times. So including the, that play that, the play that doesn't count, he got hit on, and that wouldn't yeah. go in the stat sheet. And he got that was the worst hit of the game because that was the one he got hurt on. Yeah. Well, so let's keep in mind, too, I, I know we, we said it often that Jacksonville has a pretty good defense, and Josh Allen, the rookie defensive end, was just terrific. And he, he gave Mitchell Schwartz fits during that game. Um, look, it, it, Oakland, Oakland was impressive uh, defensively against Denver on, on Monday night. They held him scoreless in the first half. You, you keep a team scoreless in the half in the NFL these days, you're, you're, you're pretty impressive. And let's just, let's just uh, guess that Mahomes won't have the same type of mobility that he usually has. It, it, does this limit the Chiefs a little bit? A little bit. I think, I think it does a little bit, but yeah. I also think it, it sort of pries open Andy's imagination in other ways too, right? I mean, I, 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 I think when you take away some choices from them, that, that's too bad. It's not infinity. But I think they have so many different ways they can go. Um, it, as you guys alluded to, with the just the, you'd be an okay passing attack with this lineup without Tyree Kill, right? I right. Mean, no, that's that, that's right. I, I agree. So, all right, let's let's switch it to the other side quickly. I, you know, I, I assigned grades during the you know for, at the end of the game, and, and uh, I gave the offense all A's, passing, rushing, but mostly because of McCoy uh, for the rushing. But I gave the defense B's, and kind of on reflection, I thought it was a little too maybe a little too generous. And then I remember Jacksonville had 13 points at the end of the third quarter. You know that game was over essentially, and tacked on two touchdowns late. It was never a kind of in doubt game. So I'm I'm not going to punish myself too much for the bees, but there are some issues and some things that, that probably need to get fixed. I know one of our um, you know one of our readers, uh, Brian, wants to know about uh, Charvarius Ward. Thought Charvarius had a bad game. I haven't seen the grades for the game from Pro Football Focus. So I don't, I don't know if, what, how Ward graded out. Um, I think it was an odd game because after Nick Foles left, uh, Gardner Minshew came in and and Sam, as, as you said, um, 
you know, Minshew now a career 88% passer. You know, he's you know he's probably the all-time leader in that. Absolutely. You know, so he and, and watching the game again, he had some nice throws. Yeah. He, he did. He just had some nice. He had some nice moments. Everything was short and quick, and that was to you know avoid Frank Clark and Chris Jones. So, um, what were the, what were the issues that the Chiefs need to fix defensively going into Oakland? Well, if I can underline that a little bit, real quick, like there were some throws that if that was a different body <laughs> making those throws, you'd be like, oh well, you know, that's a good quarterback, so you got to give him that. I mean, there were some legitimately big time anticipatory. Uh, is that a word? Anticipating, it is now. you know, kind of throws. Um, but I, I thought um, a couple of things that stood out to me about the defense. Um, one of the things about Spagnola, we, we've been told, and not been told, we know that he likes a lot of stunts and twists at the line. Didn't see that all that much. No, right. there, were, there were some blitzes, not a ton. Uh, some really effective ones. Damian Wilson got in there a few times. Um, there were some miscommunications on the back end um, that they that they really need to clean up. But the, the Ward thing is weird. Uh, the the long pass, the 69 yards, it looked like he thought there was help behind him. Now, he was still a step or two behind, so whatever. But there was another play, um, and I can't it was near the goal line. I can't remember if Jacksonville scored. I think they did, where it looked like they were in zone coverage and Charvarius kind of um, didn't pass off his receiver. You know, he stayed with his guy, and it left. I can't remember if it was Shark or Westbrook or whatever, open on the left side. And th those are little communication things that they, that they really need to clean up. Uh, some of that is like young players. Some of that is new scheme. But they, they, they need to improve that for sure. I thought Jacksonville did, a, and, I, and I guarantee you uh, Derek Carr will do the same thing this week because he did in the game in Oakland a year ago. He will get rid of the ball quickly. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and that, you know, that mitigates what you know, Frank Clark and the strengths of Frank Clark and Chris Jones and you know, Agba and Okafor and, and Passanio and what they're, you know, designed to do. So I wouldn't expect too many sacks against Derek Carr in Oakland, and I would expect a high completion percentage. Again, I think it's just a matter of the Chiefs keeping them in front, you know, keep, keeping, you know, the game in front of them and not, uh, you know, and, and put enough pressure on third down to, to, to maybe get the ball back. But remember, the game in Oakland last year, Carr was really good. He was 20 you know, had, had similar stats as the combined Foles-Minshew game. And um, three touchdowns, had a high passer rating, and they scored 33 points. Uh, it was 40-33. to 33. The Chiefs, one of those typical Chiefs games where they had to outscore the opponent. So I, I expect it to be, you know, a, I, Oakland impressed me enough. And a second year with, with a new coach, uh, I think Oakland's going to be able to have some success offensively. You guys agree with that? I, I, I do, um, for the very reasons you're saying. I mean, I, I, I and it's kind of interesting. We haven't even thought about this yet or talked about it yet, but it, at some point, is Andy Reid's dominance as a division just going to be, you know, do, do, ready to come due? I mean, what what is, do you guys remember the stat offhand? I mean, something like 80 and 2. <laughs> I mean, I, he, I, he's 10 and 2 against the Raiders as a Chiefs. 10 and 2 against the Raiders, and, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm also interested. This is a little different question than you're asking, but um, I thought watching some of that Raiders game the other night, the energy there was different than energy we've seen in our trips to the Coliseum before. I mean, there's something something going on there with the last season, right? And for sure, it's going to be kind of stoked atmosphere more so than than we've seen even for the hated Chiefs coming to town. Josh Jacobs could be a problem for them. Yeah, I thought Jacobs was impressive. I do wonder how much of 
Monday night was the Broncos just being a bad football team. Totally. I, I didn't think the Broncos were impressive whatsoever. And then looked like a last place team to me and I still think the Raiders are potentially a third place team but their top wide receiver right now absent Antonio Brown is Tyrell Williams who the Chargers were just fine with letting go last year it's not like they have a ton of talent on the outside that you have to deal with but what they did on Monday was what you've been talking about Carr got rid of the ball quickly I think he had three incompletions at one point late in the fourth quarter and that, I think that's the type of offense that they're going to see. You're going to have to see a lot of tight coverage in order to, to, to stop that. Well, um, again, I don't, I don't think the Chiefs are going to get to Carr often. It's just designed that way, and, um, and, and they'll have to. But, but I don't, I'm trying to think. Carr did beat the Chiefs in Oakland. Was it in 17, maybe the last year that Alex Smith was the was, starter? That was the so game. The night with, game. Was that a Thursday all those penalties? At the uh, end, yeah. At the end oh, of the right. end zone. That's where you and I were standing about 15 feet from where yeah. Crabtree caught the, the uh, yeah. winning touchdown pass. And, and we just undefeated going into that. That's right. Well, I'll tell you what. It was an, I think it was Andy's first or second year. Then they have the winning streak or something. and then Or, or Oakland hadn't won a game. And then their first victory of the yeah. season came over the Chiefs in, a, in another Thursday night. Yeah, th- and night when, game. Eric, when Eric Berry got Berry. hurt. Yes, yeah. the Eric Berry uh, discovery yeah. game. Yes. Yeah. So I think, you know, we're talking about the history of the, of the series. I think John Gruden actually has a winning record against the Chiefs and maybe Andy, Andy Reid. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure about Reid, but certainly against the Chiefs, he has a winning record. But that goes back to his first stint in Oakland when, when you know, the, uh, the Raiders were much better than what they are now. I've been meaning to ask this on a uh, kind of a Twitter poll question, but I don't want to do it this week because the Chiefs are playing Oakland. But who's a bigger rival for the Chiefs? Is it the Raiders or the Broncos? And, and does that is that a generational question? I feel like it's the Patriots. <laughs> it, is, it is now, right isn't now. it? Uh, I don't know. I, I think that the Raiders are just different to me. Um, you know, like they're they're a unique franchise. There's not another one like them. Um, I think that, to me, it's always felt like the hatred with the Raiders is like a genuine hate, you know? And, and the one with the Broncos is kind of like, I'm so sick of Elway and Manning, you know, just beating us. I, I feel like yeah. that's, that's been sort of the vibe, um, at least to me. But right now, like, this may be proven to be a really stupid thing to say by, you know, late Sunday afternoon. Um, but I feel like there's a big gap. I feel like the Chiefs and the Chargers, and then there's a gap. And then these other two teams. I just, I don't know. They're, they're, just, they're just not that impressive to me right now. All right, so Sunday's going to be Sam McDowell's first trip to the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. things. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I can, really do love it. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what, can we, what can Sam expect from his first trip to Oakland? Well, I mean, this is going to sound made up, but it's not. Um, there's a chance, because it's happened before, that um, a media member will be getting in a seat in early second quarter because he will have to uh, give a statement to the police of the stabbing that he witnessed in the parking lot. That's actually happened before. Um, you can expect uh, terrible Wi-Fi, an ex- uh, obstructed view, seat. Um, the floors are always damp, kind of smells. It's great. I really do love it. I absolutely love it. And I mean that like sincerely. I'm going to miss the place. I am too. I, I really, I am. I'm, I'm glad you're gonna. I'm glad you're gonna get a chance yeah. to see it. I think everybody should have a chance to see a football game. You only have one last opportunity. It's odd that their Chiefs are playing the Raiders early, this early, 
Um, they, I know I read the Chiefs or the, the Raiders release. It's been like 10 or 12 years since the Chiefs have played in Oakland this early in the season. So first time that I can remember going there with the dirt being a factor. That's right. Yeah, so the baseball the, field, yeah. The baseball yeah, so field. the baseball field's down, and that's been a topic of conversation. The last week. one, right? With could the baseball be. field? Uh, the, well, they're the, in, the, they're the in playoff A's contention. Are, so. yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. But it could be. Yeah. History. Yeah. It's just so weird, right? And somebody so asked this. I mean, do you, do you call plays differently in that part of the field? I don't see how you can call plays differently. I do think you have to have some awareness, though, because, uh, the, because mm -hmm. you slide on that dirt more than you do. the And the grass was slippery. I saw some players slip on the grass on the turf at Oakland in that Monday night game. But it's always wet. It, it's always wet. It's it, below sea level. You can have drought, and it's always yes. wet at, yes. that, uh, at, at that stadium. So um, we know that the Chiefs have, you know, have practiced a little bit, or at least one Chiefs player this week has had some work on the dirt, right? Uh, Harrison Butker. Yeah, it looked like on Twitter last night, Butker and Colquitt went over to uh, to Kauffman Stadium. I had the grounds crew let them in and practice <laughs> kicking on the dirt. It was a smart so move. They right? might say nothing is different, but if you're making a trip over to Kauffman Stadium <laughs> yeah. just to practice this, then obviously they think it's a it's, there's something different about it. Yeah, I like I said, I, I can't remember. I just can't remember the last time the Chiefs played on dirt. And, you know, that... And when this stadium, or when the Raiders move to Vegas next year, that'll be the last stadium that you, where you can play on dirt. And I can remember, I'm old enough to remember many games where the, the infield, at least, artificial turf in some cases, was part of the September and October football stadiums. You know, had <laughs> <laughs> uh, the base, the outline of the. And then you go to baseball games, you watch a World Series, and there still be the chalk from, yeah. from the football game that weekend on there. Doesn't happen much anymore. So, um, all right. Think. Uh, listen. As always, uh, send us your questions. We'll t we'll try to answer as many as we can. And Dean Mann agrees with Sam that it's Raiders first, Broncos respected rivals, Chargers really don't matter. But yeah, it's the Patriots. <laughs> but you know, and I know Andy has had a couple wins over the New England, but. I think he needs to get a big win over New England, a, yeah. a January victory. That's a, that's exactly right. That's that's the win he needs. You but the the game in is it October, no, November, December, it's December, December, early first, December, I think it's first week in December, uh, may determine where that game yeah. in January is played. Yeah, didn't seem to matter last season. But you're right. It was, it was just funny because we all went out after the game and there were two Chiefs fans just living and dying with that Patriots-Steelers <laughs> yeah. game, yeah. already knowing that yeah, this, right. is, this is the team. Just groaning. Just, just, yeah. Cuss and Roethlisberger yeah. like they grew up in Pittsburgh. Yeah. 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 Like you hear them first and, oh, there's some Steelers fans back here, and you turn around and they're decked out in Chiefs stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, look, we've got... Um, We'll get to some predictions here in, in a second. Uh, hey, what uh, what do we make of Reggie Ragland being inactive? Uh, that was that was the surprise inactive. We always try to guess who the inactives are on on Friday. Yeah, I don't think any any of us had him on our list. No, we nobody did. Nobody had Reggie Ragland inactive. What does what does this mean? What do you think? I think mostly special. I mean, the other two guys play special teams with Dorian O'Daniel and Ben Neiman, and they're significant contributors when you look at the snap count on special teams. So my guess is. He wasn't going to rotate in with the starting group of linebackers, so why not get the guys in there that are your best special teams players? Was this forecast a little bit by all his all his uh, time in the in the Green Bay preseason yes, game? Yes, it was. I mean, the, it was, fact was, was there the fact that he was the fact that he was right. He was on the field a lot, and so you know the fourth preseason game, the starters never play, and here comes here comes a starting defense out there, and Reggie Ragland is part of that, and you're going, whoa, what is what's going on here? He played a lot. 
Yeah, he did. Game too. Like he, I think he played into the third, maybe different even the positions. Quarter. He was rotating around. Well, that's a yeah. that the the part that was surprising to me is like um, nobody really in the in the um, in the regular season of the starting line the linebackers that played in Jacksonville played that Mike position. That's weird. Yes. You know, you go into the opener and it's just not. You know, practice is a different deal. I'm sure they did that there, but it's just that that's the part that kind of stuck out to me. So. Um, as we've commented, the biggest defensive play of the game against uh, Jacksonville was provided by Damian Wilson, who, yeah, sure uh, who I think, I think has a chance to, you know, to be an impact defensive player for this this team. I'm looking forward to seeing this guy play a little bit more. I, he's he's got some skills. He's he? fast. Yeah, yeah fast. He's fast. He closes he's quick. He yeah, takes. Good that's going to be. He, he's got a key asset because let's face it, a lot of teams are going to be passing late against the Chiefs, yeah. and they need linebackers that can cover. They didn't have those guys last year. So if he can occupy that role, he's going to be a key player for them. Which might be part of why Reggie Ragland's inactive, right? right. Because Reggie Ragland is just, he, he, he's got some strengths, but speed is not one of them. Yeah. And that's, they got exposed a lot last year with you know, running backs out of the backfield. And Damian Wilson, as we saw in that third and two with Fournette, right, right. where he stripped it but still would have had the tackle before yeah. the sticks. I mean, that's, that's a big difference. And you go back and look at that play on film, and he's got to kind of work through traffic yeah, to, he did. to find Fournette. Came it's, across the yeah, field. Yeah, still did. There's a blitz going on on that play. Mm-hmm. He maneuvers behind some of his, his own teammates and, and gets to him in a hurry. When did we see that play last year? Saw nice. the other team make it. Yeah, other team. Yeah, yeah. We we saw it. We yeah. just didn't see him in a red jersey or. Do I know Daniel had a good moment? <coughs> didn't he? It was, was that the Cincinnati game where we're sort of like, oh, okay, like he might be, a, but he's sort of a more of a hybrid, right? Like Damian Wilson's a linebacker, right? Like, I mean, uh, he, he he's a linebacker. Oh, Daniel's kind of a safety linebacker-ish. Sam is right. Uh, special teams has has an impact here because Neiman and O'Daniel are, are important. Like I don't know if they're four phase, but they they run a lot of the special teams. So, okay, um, this is where we give Shelley the heads up because we're going to do where the rubber meets the road and pick our uh, uh, pro- project our, our players to uh, to have big games on Sunday at at Oakland. Hey Vahe, we'll start with you. I don't think we need to take Patrick Mahomes off the table. Um, we can include him, but if you say him every week, then you would usually wouldn't be wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was not AFC Player of the Week, though. Who, who was it? Um, it was another quarter. Oh, I think it was Lamar Jackson or somebody. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I didn't ask. Yeah. Dolphins. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So who's your rubber meets the road pick this week? I'm going to say McCoy. I'm, I'm going to say that, that he'll get more involved with the passing game. Um, I think he'll he'll give them a chance to make up a little bit uh, in, in versatility, diversity, whatever you want to call it, the absence of Tyreek. Um, so I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. Sam, got one? Uh, Tyron Matthew. I'm going to go a little bit away from, you know, uh, the, the beaten Ooh. road or whatever. But um, I, I think that he didn't do much. Veering off the road. Yeah. Which is- yeah. <laughs> the rubber meets the guardrail. Um, he didn't do much in Jacksonville. Uh, you know, he wasn't in on a lot of plays, and I feel like uh, what we've been talking about, quick passes from Oakland, I, I think that that sets up well for him, that he can anticipate before the snap and, and, and knock some ball down, maybe even get an interception or a turnover. So um, that's, that's my guy. Okay, I think he'll make an quick impact. interruption about Tyron. Did, how much do you feel like that was simply a function of got only a handful of plays in the preseason? Did it actually matter in his case? 
I don't know. You know, that, that would have been a good story for a national NFL writer to do is how players who didn't play a snap in August fared in the first week of the NFL. I'd be kind of curious to know that. Because yeah. um, Matthew certainly, of, 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 all the, Matthew, uh, of, of all the Chiefs, he's the one who didn't play who you kind of wondered about. Uh, would, would he need the reps? He's the one who said, but he did say a year ago he didn't play yeah, in the yeah. preseason at all. He had career high in tackles. Yeah, but I don't know how that played out in his first game. Right, too, in week right? one. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, Sam. Um, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey, I, I think, and I, I know that's probably an easy pick. But uh, I think that Sammy Watkins is going to get a lot of attention on Sunday based on the game he had and based more on probably how he showed up on film from that game. So um, I also don't think the Raiders have anybody that can cover tight ends. Uh, you know, the, the one guys that we saw from, from Denver sort of had good games with those middle, over the middle of the field routes. So I, I think it, it shapes up well for Kelsey to have a big game. Um, and, and if he does, it will be the second huge game in a row that he's had in Oakland because he set his career highs in receptions and yards. I think it was 12 for 168 at Oakland last year. Two touchdowns, which matches a career high for Kelsey. So, so good call, Going Sam. with the underdog pick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. Um, I'm going to say Juan Thornhill. Uh, I think in a game where uh, there will be a lot of short completions, uh, I think it's going to be so important for him to get there. And his speed, that's the thing that was noticeable to me when I was keying on him in Jacksonville, was just how quickly he yeah. got to Fournette and, uh, and, and, and receivers who had short receptions. I... I'm really impressed with his speed, and uh, he had the one penalty. Uh, was it? I forgot what helmet, uh, to, helmet, helmet to helmet. helmet. Yeah, first, which I thought was a kind drive of drive on Conley. Yeah. Right, right. Kind of a shady call, but uh, and I, he was actually in the locker room after the game, kind of griping about it a little bit. Said I didn't know, I didn't think it was. So anyway, I'm going to go with Juan Thornhill. I think he's going to be so important. His speed's going to be important. Hope he can keep his feet on on the on the dirt and on the. Uh, on the slippery grass in, uh, in in Oakland. So, all right. So, there's our rubber meets the road. Let's come up with some predictions for Sunday. And Sam, we'll go the other way. We'll start with you. Give me a score, and how do you think it'll unfold? I'm gonna say 34 to 23. I, I don't think the Chiefs are gonna have a lot of trouble in this game. I, I think it's gonna actually play out pretty similarly to Jacksonville. They're gonna get out to a lead before halftime and then defense will probably give up some yards in the second half, sort of playing prevent. But that goes back to what we talked about early, early on. But this defense is gonna be in that situation a lot. So they may have only given up 13 points in Jacksonville in the first three quarters and given up some points late, but they're gonna to need to prepare to be in that, in that situation because based on the way the offense plays, they're gonna be in that situation a lot this year. I agree. Sam? It's similar, probably 34 to 17 or so. I, I, I just, I don't think the Raiders, like, I think there's gonna be, I don't think they're gonna be as good Sunday. And, and I think uh, 33 or 34, whatever I just said, uh, it's kind of an off game for these Chiefs. You know, so <laughs> yeah, like right. between the, you know, the grass, that kept coming up in the locker room yesterday. Like the, the grass is really slick. That would negate some speed, right? That that wouldn't be good for for fast teams, which the Chiefs are. But um, I just they're still gonna score. They're still gonna score. They can't not score. Nope. They just can't. can't. Right. Even if they tried. <laughs> Bye. Well, I'm, I'm in about that ballpark. 35-20, something like that. I, and I guess if they go over 26 points, it'll be an NFL record for most games in a row. 26. At points least 26. Or more. The 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 Tied 20, with the Broncos. Yeah, 2012-2013 right? Broncos. Uh, yeah, it was I think it was 19 straight games of 26 or more points. 
Think about that. I mean, that's that's you know never before done, and, and it's hard to believe it won't be done. They they only scored twenty six once. You remember who held them to twenty six last year? Cardinals, I think. Arizona Cardinals, the three and thirteen Cardinals, which fired their coach after the season, but had a good defense. The Cardinals were good defensive. Chandler Jones had a day. Oh, remember him? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he yes he did. You guys are you guys are on it. Um, uh, it was forty to thirty three in Oakland last year. The Chiefs had like a three touchdown lead in the second half. And Oakland closed it, and it actually got to within three. The Chiefs had to score. I think it got to 33-30, and the Chiefs had to score um, to, um, you know, to, to get some uh, breathing room in, in the fourth quarter. I, listen, I, I think the Chargers, are, they, they've got the short week because they played Monday night, but I think they're full of, you know, full of energy, and the, uh, maybe last year in the Coliseum has a, gives them a little bit extra bounce. I thought the weather in Jacksonville was going to have an impact on the Chiefs last week. None. Yeah. None. I thought it was what Anthony Hitchens said Wednesday in the in the um, media availability was really interesting. He said they didn't feel it. He says they didn't feel it at all. That they thought they were the team in better condition, better than the Jaguars who play and practice and that. Um, but it didn't seem to bother the Chiefs. So, but I do think the field has has the ability to you know th- there's some slippage that's going to happen on on Sunday on the field with the players that, uh, that, that could become a factor. But I, I think something similar to last year, 38. 38 to 30, because I do think the Raiders will score, especially in the second half. Uh, so with that, hey, uh, we've enjoyed uh, talking to you guys on Facebook Live from Big O Tires in Kansas City. We're going to do this every Thursday throughout the season. Come and, uh, and join us at Big O Tires, but absolutely follow us on, on Facebook Live and follow all these guys on Twitter. It's the best Chiefs coverage going. Thanks, Shelly Yang, and uh, press the button because we are out. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at 50 bucks, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKCOffer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening.